Okay, hello everybody, this is Peter again. Today, I am going to be talking about Austria, the next country on my alphabetical list. So we've already done Algeria and Argentina, and now we're on to Austria. So I was, uh, I was lucky enough, I've, I've actually been to Austria two times. The first time doesn't count. I had a layover in Austria in 2009 in the Vienna airport where I, uh, uh, I had a change of planes and because I had to go through security again, uh, security confiscated and destroyed my bottle of Polish bison grass vodka that I got in duty free. Um, but that time doesn't really count. Airports, uh, I don't consider uh, counting visiting uh, a country. You have to leave the airport. But I did get to go to Vienna uh, a second time. In June of 2010, I got to go for work again. So um, at the time, I was uh, I was an event planner. Uh, I forget my exact title at this point, but um, <clears throat> my company, the IIF, the Institute of International Finance, we were having our spring membership meeting. Uh, we had two big membership meetings a year, uh, a spring one and a fall one. Uh, the fall one, we would follow over the um, IMF World Bank would have their annual meetings. Uh, but the spring one, we could have anywhere we wanted. And so we'd have it uh, all over wherever we felt like we wanted to go um, do more membership outreach. So um, 2010, we hadn't been to Europe for a while, so we decided to do it in Vienna. So uh, our membership meeting was pretty big. We'd have, uh, this one I think we'd have around seven or 800 people, uh, mostly uh, senior level bankers and very senior people. And so I'm going to talk about, um, I guess I'm going to talk about two different things. I'm going to talk about uh, the event itself and the stuff we did for that. To a limited degree, it's not quite as interesting. Uh, no one wants to hear someone just uh, ramble about work. And then the fun stuff that we did in Vienna, because uh, we, we did have, uh, I wasn't there very long. We were only there maybe five days or so, but we definitely had time, uh, especially in the evenings, to go and explore a little bit and, you know, have some fun and relax and awesome scene. So we we had a lot of employees who traveled to this event, at least half the company. So we had uh, several dozen people there. We had a pretty big contingent of people who were there to run logistics. So we had people who were in charge of things like uh, registration and wrangling the speakers and um, all kinds of stuff. My, my role there was uh, logistics and I was kind of a uh, kind of a, a catch-all floater who would go and help wherever things needed to be done. So I'd, uh, you know, help out with head tables and just whenever something came up that needed to be done, uh, I would be the go-to guy. So I had a lot of flexibility. I had to go all over and see the meeting. And um, I didn't quite know what to expect going into Vienna. Um, I'd heard, uh, I'd heard about it in, uh, you know, references in history. And so I, just going into it, I, it has like a lot of big, grandiose architecture and, and stuff like that. Um, but the reality on the scene when we got there was that it was just really accessible and it was a really vibrant and lively scene and uh, there were a lot of young people and it was just uh, it's a really, really cool place. So we were thrilled to be there for this event. All the vendors that we would uh, talk to, you know, like the AV techs and things like that, they were extremely efficient uh, and they just like exuded this 
uh, nonchalant, cool sense of style, and uh, everyone just, you know, is dressed really snappily. So, um, definitely a cool city. Um, so we were there, and we had our event. Uh, we normally book pretty ritzy, um, pretty ritzy conference facilities, but this time we outdid ourselves. We had our event in the Hofburg Palace. So the Hofburg Palace was the seat of power for the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Uh, they, they've had a palace there since the 13-1400s, and so for centuries this has been the location of, uh, of power for first the Austro-Hungarian Empire and then after it collapsed. Uh, it's still, the, I believe, the residence, but definitely the office as well of the current uh, the, the president of Austria. Uh, but they also have all this event space that they use for many different functions. So we were in a palace. It had this huge facade, like this blue and white facade. And, oh, you just go in and there's ballrooms and the ceilings are so high and there's crystal chandeliers and paintings everywhere. And it just exudes a sense of history and um, importance and... Uh, Oh, you just felt so cool walking around there in a suit and uh, a clipboard doing event work stuff. So um, we got there early. We uh, did some setting up, uh, and then we had the meeting itself. The meeting went extremely smoothly. We had um, we sent all kinds of different people to these events because uh, there there's an event department at the IF, but it's not big enough to handle everything that needs to be done. So when we have these big spring and annual membership meetings, we'll, uh, we'll go out and we'll recruit staff members from other departments to come and help out and put them in different roles. So uh, we had a lot of people there and they were, uh, they were all either very responsible or they had done this particular job we had them doing before. So we just had um, an elite experienced group of people who really got along and so the, and also we're in Austria where things just naturally seem to work well. Um, so uh, of all the events I've done, all the big events, this is definitely the most well organized and well run and we just had uh, we just had a great time. Um, everyone was happy. Um, the leadership was happy with the way the event went. Uh, I don't remember any specifics about things like what the programming was like. Um, typically our programs uh, there's a lot of uh, networking events, and then there's lots of different speakers. All of our uh, different head economists would give briefings on their different uh, on their different regions, and there'd be stuff on the global macro macroeconomic outlook and all, all kinds of stuff. And then we'd have VIP speakers who would come in and speak. So I think we had uh, the Prime Minister of Greece, um, like people at that level, like uh, heads of state and uh, finance ministers. So. Um, pretty pretty important people in the world of finance and then uh, we'd also have uh, we have social events so we'd have lots of uh, coffee breaks because this is really important networking opportunity for not just us with our memberships but among our membership for the uh, uh, like the public sector and the private sector to talk amongst themselves and you know build bridges and uh, connections and all all that all that kind of good stuff but we'd also have uh, dinners in the evening so uh, one of the dinners, um, we'll usually have one dinner that's, you know, the important one. And that one uh, will have entertainment. And so for this one, uh, our entertainment for the evening, because we're in the Hofburg Palace, was we went to the Spanish Writing School, 
the Spanish Riding School is, it's attached to the palace. It's this big, open, um, I mean, it's it's a room, but it's uh, just really big and bright and airy, and it's a performance space for dressage horses. Um, I don't exactly know what dressage is, and the best way that I can explain it is it's like horse, it's like fancy horse maneuvering. So the, the whole point of the Spanish Riding School was to prepare, uh, was to show off the best trained horses in the world and so um, they they had 50 or 60 horses in their stables there uh, they were the, the Lippenzahner stallions they're all descended from this particular sire whose name was like Lippons or something I, I don't remember um, so these horses would be trained to be the best of the best and they would just move with really really precise control. So they would start, they'd have a couple different phases for the program. So they'd start with, you know, the newer horses that were showing off some of the basic moves, and they'd move up to things like riders on the horses who uh, were riding without stirrups, and then they'd show uh, just these really precise jumps. And I don't know anything about dressage, so uh, to me, I, I didn't really, I didn't really get it. Uh, to me, it just kind of looked like the horses were doing all these kind of unnatural maneuvers. And, uh, they're very agile, and it, it was impressive in its way, but I, I guess I wasn't really the target audience. Uh, it's still a cool thing to do. Uh, but my, my favorite anecdote from this is so we had a cocktail hour between the end of our programming for the day and this, um, and this horse show. And so we had to do a lot of people wrangling, and so, uh, as I said before, we had a lot of VIPs here, and George Soros was attending our meeting, and so uh, it was time to start the horse show. Everyone had kind of, like, filed in, and there were still some stragglers, and so George Soros was deep in conversation with some of his, uh, some of his buddies. He had his coterie of, uh, I don't know, there were about a dozen people hanging out and sitting in the seating area with glasses of wine, and, uh, you know, clearly not in a hurry to come inside, but just because of the protocol for the Spanish Riding School, they had to have everybody inside and seated because they didn't want anybody moving around when the show started because the, the horses just needed to be focused. It was all, all for the horses, of course. So, <laughs> so, so they sent me out to go bring these guys in. So I got to go ask George Soros if he could please come in and be seated so that the horse show could start. Or something like that. I don't remember my exact words, but that was my brush with fame. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Uh, that's everything I want to say about the meeting itself. Uh, as far as Vienna, the town, uh, as I mentioned before, I was just really impressed with the whole vibe. Uh, Vienna's very, uh, it's very well educated. It's a, uh, a very modern urban space, even though it has all these historical uh, buildings and historical facades. Their public transit system is great. They've got a top-notch tram network. I've got a friend who's a transit buff, and so he, he wanted to make sure that I uh, picked up uh, an old-school tram map for him. So I did that while I was there. So we rode the tram. Uh, we spent a lot of time just, you know, walking around the city. We were there for work, so we didn't have a lot of time, so we didn't get to, you know, go see museums, uh, at least on the inside. But we got to see them from the outside. Um, we got to see... on another highway here. Um, Vienna was famous for its coffee scene. It was one of the first places it was really known for its coffee houses. Um, so these are places where like um, 
Sigmund Freud and other noted intellectuals would hang out and drink their coffee and uh, talk and ruminate and argue and discuss their ideas. So it's kind of like a salon scene, but with coffee. Um, so we went to one of the famous coffee houses. I don't remember its name, but it's the place that is uh, purported to have invented the soccer tort. Uh, soccer, S-A-C-H-E-R tort. A type of uh, chocolate cake that's uh, just really famous for having been in Indiana. So we went there, of course, and we had one, and it was great. Uh, just the whole, the whole food scene was... Oh, we really enjoyed it. We had a lot of schnitzels, and we had a lot of worsts. Um, their, uh, their, their drunk food is worst. So uh, we went out. Uh, we went out drinking after you know most of the evenings because we had a, a big group of, of young people. So um, you'd be out there at you know one in the morning, and there'd be the worst stand. So you go and you'd uh, you get. Uh, it's kind of like a hot dog, but instead of the bun, you just have a roll that just had a hole where they put the condiments in and they just put the worst in there. And, oh, it's so good at one in the morning when you're walking around this fancy city. Um, I don't really remember what else we ate. Uh, I know we went to, we had kind of a, a team uh, staff uh, meal, uh, lunch or dinner. We went someplace and the menu had this risque drawing of uh, their specialty was white asparagus, and they had this risque drawing of, uh, of a, a woman eating white asparagus, and everyone was like, oh, this is so scandalous. But we did a lot of other cool things in Vienna. Uh, we, we found a free concert. Uh, Vienna is famous for, uh, like, the Vienna Philharmonic. Uh, I think they have a very high per capita of orchestra, or orchestras per capita. So you just go and you just see people walking around with instruments, just instrument cases. And I'm not talking about buskers, just, you know, people who happen to be on their way to and from practicing, or, I don't know, maybe they were in orchestra. So we'd see all these young people just in this really cool, uh, uh, just really cool, like, still casual, but still, like, just, uh, really stylish uh, clothing and haircuts and then they'd be walking around with like a violin case or something or a cello case and it was just oh it was so cool uh, so we went to one of the parks and they had a free concert going with the uh, Vienna Philharmonic so we got to sit on the hillside and listen to the Vienna Philharmonic I think they played like the Imperial March and all their other stuff and there are people there dressed as uh, Star Wars Stormtroopers uh, it's pretty good what else we did. Uh, like I said, we didn't have a lot of time to relax and see the sights. Um, I'm on the highway again, and things are moving. Uh, the traffic's moving pretty quickly, so I, uh, I hope the noise isn't too bad. What else did I have for Vienna? Um, let's see. I guess the last thing I wanted to say, um, so a lot of the times when I travel, I manage to line it up with when there's a big soccer tournament of some kind. So I was in South America and the Copa America was going on. Uh, several of the times I've been to Europe, it's been during the World Cup. And uh, Europe is a super exciting place to be during the World Cup because so many of the European teams are so competitive and everyone is a football fan there. So they, uh, 
they just have giant screens in all the cities where you can watch the games. And so um, we were there. We managed to go see a game. Uh, we saw uh, the USA-England 2010 game. Uh, if memory serves me right, that was the one where, well, first off, the U.S. won. And they won because... Uh, British keeper made a mistake and he dove for the ball and he like hit the ground and bounced and the ball went right underneath his side so he's like horizontal uh, along the ground and the ball just sneaks right in underneath him and he scored and so we were we just went crazy when that happened um, I hope I'm thinking about the right World Cup hopefully so um, but while we were there watching the game we were at this outdoor cafe that just had this giant TV on the side of a truck and while we were there this huge summer storm just comes out of nowhere and really high winds just knocking around all the tables and all the chairs and so everyone has to go and take shelter inside just because the winds are so strong and so it doesn't last very long only about 10 or 15 minutes but uh, everything outside is kind of uh, kind of a mess so we had to finish watching the game all packed together inside so let's see talked about the, the spring membership meeting. I talked about the stuff we did. Uh, I think that's about it. I really liked Vienna. I kind of went in expecting that it would be kind of, you know, stuffy and old-fashioned, but it was really young and vibrant, and it was a cool place. I would love to go back there and spend some more time there. Um, so, this is actually the second time I recorded this podcast. When I, uh, when I uh, recorded this morning, I switched apps after I'd finished the before and it saved, and so I, I lost the main recording. But uh, not a problem. I was able to look up a couple things that I missed before and uh, fill in a couple gaps in my memory. Uh, so I think that's that's about it. So this is Austria. Uh, the next one I'm going to record is Azerbaijan, and I believe that it's my last country for the A's, and then we'll finally get to start on another letter of the alphabet. So again. Uh, kind of a short one because, you know, I wasn't there that long, but uh, I don't want to just ramble and talk about war and stuff. I want to make sure you get your money's worth out of this free podcast. So uh, this is Peter signing off and talk to you next time for Azerbaijan.